What's going on everybody Welcome back To Thoughts by DeVille Yeah I know y'all saying Hold up I know y'all saying But DeVille But DeVille it, You're late The show was supposed to be on Wednesday Where you been at my boy What's, what's going on with you uh, Relax I'm gonna tell you I know the show's late I know I, I might have Let you down a little bit For your Wednesday But I had a Event man My um My brother actually came home From prison after serving like two and a half years, so he came home and it was like, boom, I had to go see my family, I had to go, you know, reunite with my folks. I was so glad to see the man, and I just didn't get around to getting the episode done. No, I'm sorry, but now I'm back, and I decided that since I, I, I did take a long time to put this one out, that I was going to give something that had been requested. If you think back, I believe it was, I can't remember who, which episode, like who I was interviewing, but we were, I think it was Maji Pai, I think, I'm not sure, but um, I remember we were talking and I, I, was, I was telling her about this encounter that I had with Dogman back in my youth, and I had several of you guys come around and say, hey, we want a Dogman episode, we want to hear more of that Dogman story, so as I promised you guys that I was going to give you that, today I'm going to give it to you. Because I, I took so long to get back with you guys, I'm going to give you the Dogman story now. Oops, look at me making a mess. I don't have a lot of Dogman stories to give <laughs> to give you guys, but I'm going to give you one. So well, before we get into that, make sure that if you have not yet, you subscribe to the podcast. You rate that podcast. You give a review on that podcast. And then while you at it, you go over to Instagram and Twitter and you follow your boy at D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I. That's DeVille D-I. I've also started throwing up some little stuff, some audiogram type stuff on YouTube. So y'all go find me on YouTube, Thoughts by DeVille D-I, and check that out. Or no, either way, we're going to keep this, keep it moving. We're going to keep this show going. So without further ado. Let's get into these dog man stories or this dog man story. So, you know, to do that, we got to get into that way, way long time ago machine. Your boy DeVille was just a young guy. Fifth, maybe sixth grade. I moved into this neighborhood. I moved into this street called Bay Meadows in this nice, beautiful brown house. was the, my favorite house that I've lived in. In my whole life, beautiful brown house, and um, I met these kids new to the neighborhood. Met these kids that lived on the corner, Philip and Jason. Philip and Jason, two you know young Caucasian males. I don't even remember how we met, but they were cool because they were different. They were different than any other friends that I had because they did things like karate. Their father did karate. He taught them karate, and they had, like, size and uh, a katana blades and nunchucks and all the cool stuff that a little boy would love. They had 
dirt bikes. They taught me how to ride dirt bikes. They used to, they actually had like a path that they beaten out on pause on the side of their house with like a jump and everything. And then across the street, because we spent a lot of time. So I guess I should have started. We used to spend a lot of time in the woods, pause. We used to spend a lot of times in the woods, playing in the woods because they had this whole path where they used to ride dirt bikes. Uh, they taught me how to ride a dirt bike. First time I ever rode a dirt bike, Jason and his dad, I think, I'm not sure if Philip was with us. Because Jason was really my friend. He was the younger brother. Philip was the big brother. We didn't even go to school together. They went to a Catholic school, Catholic private school. And I went to just, you know, the local elementary school. So we weren't in school together, but we had we spent this whole like summer and and like a whole year year maybe two years just hanging out you know in our spare time so like i said they had that the dirt bike path then across the street there was a wooded area and in this wooded area their dad had taken us uh arrow bow and arrow shot an arrow up into a tree boom scaled this tree tied a rope around a branch in this tree boom Put a tire on that joint, not like a car tire, but a, like a bike tire. Put a tire on it, and it made a swing. And we used to swing out into like this. It was just a bunch of rubble, just like down trees and brush and water. And we swing. It wasn't like a lake or nothing, but just water, just standing water. We swing around on that thing. I fell off on it a couple times, and I wasn't too happy about that, but. We even got caught by the police back there, and they took us home. <laughs> and I remember it was a young, it was a young black police officer that kept, that saw us. He was driving by. He saw us back there, came to see what we was doing, you know. And took he looked at me. He was like, he was like, do y'all parents know you're back here? And he looked at me. He said, I know your mama don't know you, <laughs> you back here. And I was like, uh, yeah, she do. She didn't, but I thought she did. You know, as a kid, you're oblivious to things, and I thought she knew that we'd be over there because we would, like, always be over there. He took us home and everything. And then on the adjacent street, because there was a, when you come down, when you come down the main street, it come to a dead end, and they stayed to the left. And then there was a, you know, the, the intersection or whatever you call it, where you go right, you could only go right. So, on the left side of their house, there was more wooded area. And now, how I'm making it sound, don't get it misconstrued. This wasn't like we were out in a, in a, uh, um, a, a densely populated area. or, or, or Did I use that word right? It wasn't like we were out in the country somewhere. This was like in the middle of a neighborhood, residential area, apartments, uh, houses, full of houses, apartments, and, and everything. This wasn't like this was, that wasn't even their land. They didn't even own this land. I know they didn't own this land because I overheard a discussion of about them being on this land. They kind of colonized it. They just took these spots of land and just did what they wanted to. Let me explain what I'm talking about. See, on this other wooded area, their dad had built basically like if you ever went ziplining before, you know how they have the little um, the little planking or whatever wooden steps and stuff that you'll kind of walk from one area to the next area and had the little safety rope over the top of you that you can hold on to and it went up into the trees to a platform that they had made a little tree house a little tree fort they call it a fort 
little tree fort. We used to hang out at that fort. Like I said, not their property. And they did not have permission to, to do this, but they did it anyway. So we used to hang out in these woods, um, playing on the swing, playing, you know, army and stuff. And then they, these guys, they were in Boy Scouts. So, you know, they'd be doing little compass. I don't know exactly what it was, but they'd be doing like little compass classes and, and, and things they had to do to get badges. They'd be out there in the woods, you know, navigating and, and, and whatever. So we we spend a lot of time in the woods, and um, <clears throat> so one day, me and uh me Jason and Philip were in the woods. First, we started off walking down the railroad track, and um, then we went into the woods, and we're deeper. We're farther in the woods at least than I had ever been before. We're going down there. We're going down there. And all of a sudden, we see a tent, perfectly good tent, middle of the woods built. So, you know, they wanted to check it out. I wasn't really feeling it, but we're already out here too far. It was like I had to make an executive decision. You know what I'm saying? Either I go back alone through these woods or I go with them to check it out. So we walk a little closer, we walk a little closer, walk a little closer, and now we can see that there's, it's, this is actually a camp, it's someone's camp, so there's a tent, and then there's, we can see random stuff, but we can't really see what it is, so at this point, Philip's like, you know what, screw this, I'm out, I'm not going no farther, we don't know who's out there, could be freaking child molesters or what drug addicts or whatever and he was like i'm out i'm gone and philip took off now my first instinct was to take off and leave with philip but at the same time jason's my boy and you know if you grew up like i grew up if you live by the code that i live by you don't leave your boy on his own as much as i wanted to leave his ass out there by himself you can't leave your boy on his own. You got to roll with your boy. So I was like, screw it. Let's do this. So we go closer and closer. We get up on the camp and we see like where he has this little area. There's this little area where there's a, where a fire would be. There's cooking utensils. Um, it's like clothes out. There's books. And then Jason does the wildest shit. Jason goes in the tent. Boom. He like walks up. This, let me explain to you so I can get the graphic nature of what was going on here. Jason walked over to there because we came up behind the tent. The door of the tent was in front of us. So we walked up and we circled around. Well, at least I circled around. I circled around wide, you know, in like a defensive posture so that I can see if anybody's in this tent. Because we don't know if anybody's in this tent. We don't know if anybody's going to jump out of this tent and attack us or what may go on so we I'm, I'm circling around this tent and jason just walks straight up through the little area where the stuff is and walks and just ducks down and goes straight in the tent didn't even think twice about it no care in the world he just walks over walks straight in the tent like i said we're like fifth sixth grade this is how kids disappear <laughs> this is how kids disappear this is how kids get 
taking because he just went straight up in there not knowing no sense of danger no sense of the risk that he's taking he just walks around and he goes straight up in that joint without even thinking twice right so he's like oh, i said well i'm standing back i'm probably 18 yards away from this tent and i don't hear him scream so i'm thinking okay maybe he's good and i'm like what do you see and um he's like uh describing to me you know is this here is this oh man look this is cool and he's like then he says those dreaded words that when you're doing something that you know deep down in your, in your soul you know you have absolutely no business doing there are some dreaded words that you don't want to hear and he muttered those words at this moment come here damn my boy so once again i have to make an executive decision do i stand out here or do i go in here and see what my boy was talking about now if i say no of course i'm going to be uh called a punk a sissy coward scary bastard for days on end by my buddy because i jumped out and i didn't go in here now he's cleared the room so i'm like you know what that's my boy i'm gonna go see what he's talking about so i start walking through the little area like i said look area where like the, the dining i guess the dining area i don't know what you call it i'm walking through the little area where all the stuff is and before i can even get in the tent i started to bend over to look in and we hear sound just like a dog you know you everybody has that one person somebody around him them that they know that, that can, can emulate a dog's bark just way too damn well and we heard just it was like whole heart dog so we look up i look back and jason sticks his head out of the tent because he's thinking he starts calling i forget what his dog's name but he had like a golden retriever i forget what his name was her name it was a girl dog but either way he starts calling the dog's name because he's thinking his dog is out there and he's sticking his head out of the tent just his head the same time and i'm turning around look over my shoulder to see because this is coming from behind us from like a distance and we look back and we see the dog man damn right we seen the dog man we just seen red fur all over this head and you know this thing is just coming through the woods <laughs> running straight at us fuck you i'm out so i tear off at this point <laughs> now that, listen, i know you said deville deville what happened to all that about you don't leave your boy you stick by your boy at that moment all that broke old shit went straight out the window and i was out Pew! like freddy footstone when the feet out left his ass as i'm running by all i see is jason <laughs> jason tries to stand up because he's you know he's scared shitless so you know when you get scared you lose all uh track of all cognizance of, of where you're at and what's at the time so he just stood up and you know the door of the tent 
hit the back of his neck and the tent stretches kind of like he's stuck for a moment he's stuck in the tent like on some cartoon shit you can see like his arms poking and he's trying to get the hell out of the tent the tent moved with him and then boom he got out the tent and we tore out now normally we would have went uh back through the woods just straight through because it was pretty much um well now that i know in in afterthought it's pretty much a straight shot to the fort area from where we were we were just deep in there so normally we would have just took off straight through these woods because like i said we were in these woods all the time and he was in the woods even more than i was he'd be out there just like by himself randomly running around so we knew where we were a little bit um he knew better than i did but we knew but instead of doing that we took off to the side and ran out of the railroad track so ran out onto the railroad track you know get in an open space and we take off and we're booking down this railroad track and we looking back looking back looking back looking back and we just run we run and we run and we run till we realize that nobody's chasing us so we get to that point and we cross over through the back of some houses into a neighborhood so now we're back into this is like that's what i'm saying this is this is how this place was set up it wasn't like a rural place we went across to the other side of the railroad track up a little slope through someone's backyard now we're back in the neighborhood not our perception of the neighborhood but we're back in the neighborhood and the, this was the wild stuff because see i was living <laughs> sidetracked i was living in two different worlds you know i was going to i get up i go i get on the bus and i got shipped to a school elementary school on the south side of town and this was predominantly black school you know this is the the 90s hip-hop urban all that's going on and so it's like at school i'll be in one world and then i come home and go hang out with jason and philip and i was like in a whole nother it was like a whole nother cultural type of activities that went on so we come running through the yard and boom what happens we run into one of the finest girls from my school is walking down the street watching me and jason come strolling out of the woods like nothing happened like nothing was going on like this was just regular everyday activity now it was to us but to her this was some oddball shit like and she look she stops us and she's like hey um i know you and i'm like yeah we go to the same school and she's like uh what are y'all doing in those woods together what are y'all always doing in those woods oh lord so we take the time out to explain what we were doing in the woods and we go on about our business now for days we're talking about this dog man that we just seen and now i'm terrified like every time i'm walking through the neighborhood by myself i had another friend that lived around the corner zay i'd be at go to his house and you know you have to come home by dark but you know i push the limits every now and then so i'd be walking past that area and it would be getting dark and i'll be just be thinking that damn 
dog man is gonna run out of these woods and grab me one night. So one day I come home and Jason comes out there, comes out of the woods. I walk in, I go up to their house to see what they're doing. And Philip's like, Jason's not here. He's in the woods. So like, okay, now around the same time, Jason comes walking out of the woods. And he says, I met Dogman. And we're like, what? And Philip starts snapping. He's like, what? What are you doing? Dad told you not to go out. Dad told you not to go around there anymore. You're going to get kidnapped. And Philip was pissed. And Jason's like, no. I met Dogman. He's pretty cool. And I'm like, you know, me being a little kid, I'm like, well. And then he's like, well, what? I said, well, is he really a dog man? Because that was the. You know, we kids, that's what's the conversation that we were having. This now it went from it was a dog man to us. There was a live dog, half dog, half man running through those woods. That's what we believed for a while. And Jason apparently went out and found the damn dog man. It's like, no, he's just a regular guy. He's cool, you know, he's homeless. He just likes to, to he's a vagabond. I think that's the word he said. Vagabond or whatever it is. One of those people that just kinda roam around and lives free do whatever they want to and i was like really and it made me kind of want to meet the dead the dog man and it ended up being as reckless as it was for us to do this i ended up getting a lesson out of it about judging people because one day a couple of days later me and um jason we're, we went to the store and we're walking down the street, and we see this guy walking up the street. And then Jason's like, hey, it's Dogman. And he takes off running. I'm like, what the fuck, Jason? He takes off running, runs up to, up to the guy, and um, he just starts talking to him. So I'm walking. So eventually we meet up, and I'm kind of creeped out. But we start talking to him dog man and it was like this guy was like smart and well spoken intelligent and he kind of told us about you know how he had made a choice to kind of go away from society and go out on his own and um he was like trying to walk i think he was like gonna walk across the country or something something he had these ideas and stuff because now dog man is walking with us back towards where we're going so i'm like shit but either or like i said we're in a populated area but there's people outside washing cars cutting grass kids playing so it's awkward to me because i'm like Gosh, we should definitely not be talking to this guy but he's going the same where we're going i definitely wasn't going home after at that point i was not gonna let dog man see where i lived but yeah, it, it, it taught me a little lesson. It was like, you know, because my on first sight, I was like, freaking crackhead, boom, excuse me. Because, you know, I'm from the hood. You know, guy that lives in the woods and walking around with the same clothes on for days, that's crackhead to me. And it was like, he, he was totally not a crackhead. He was totally not 
cracked out or drunk or a completely sober guy just wanted to get away from the world and live on the wood in the woods. It's kind of kind of odd, but you know that's life, right? That's life. And that's the dog man story. For all y'all that wanted the dog man story, boom. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was uh, great. So why I got your attention, what else do I want to talk about? Man, oh, yes, yes. There is a gun drought. There is a gun drought in these streets. Um, I decided that I was going to buy an AR. I wanted an AR. Uh, semi-automatic rifle armor light rifle and I had the day off because you know uh, one of my co-workers had some circumstances that led to him needing some time off so you know I'm kind of working to make sure there's somebody around in case anything pops off so that I can you know address it so I took the day off and I decided you know what uh, I'm gonna go out Look for me a AR, and I'm gonna look at some some uh, handguns, cause my um, girl she was looking to get a handgun, just got a concealed carry license, and we're gonna get her a gun. So I was like, let me go while she's at work. I'm gonna go find mine, go find me something, and just kind of look and see what's out there. Nothing, nothing. We did end up getting her a handgun, but as far as AR-15s semi-automatic rifles other than like bolt action and single shot there's no ar-15s out there i'll talk to one of the i went to four different gun shops went to one in stockbridge georgia went to one in two in stockbridge um yeah i went to two in stockbridge i went to one in um Hampton, lovejoy i went to four i can't remember the other one but i went to four gun stores and looked online and I talked to one of the guys at the gun stores and he was like, Look, ARs are next to impossible to get right now. I even went on the web and started searching. Sold out, sold out, sold out. Everywhere I look, sold out, sold out, sold out. So what has happened is since uh first COVID hit, when the COVID hit, people thought that it was going to be like one of those end of the world movies where everybody just goes crazy so people went out and they bought guns right then you know the uh the situation started happening with um 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 ahmad ahmad aubrey and then um oh i'm sorry i can't remember the brother's name george is it george floyd george floyd boom and the riot started the riot started in Atlanta. Well, the protesting started, and then you had people who took opportunity, took advantage of the opportunity of the confusion and all of the attention that the protest was getting to start doing dysfunctional activity, to rioting and, and, and looting and so on and so forth. So then people went out and bought more guns. And then people realized that it was still going on. The next day, the next day, and the next day, and the protests was continued, and marchings continued, and they're buying more guns, and more guns, and more guns. And then, during the 4th of July, if you're not aware, you're probably seeing 
video of this militia that marched through Georgia, through the Stone Mountain area of Georgia. And a lot of people were, I've seen over social media world didn't understand or know the significance of, the, of that march through Stone Mountain, Georgia. See, Stone Mountain, Georgia was one of the uh, original centers of the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. And all through, since I was a kid, it was always knowledge that the KKK, you know, did certain things or whatever up at Stone Mountain, Georgia. And people used to tell me about how, you know, in the, the uh, I can't remember if it was like the 60s, 70s, but older people that I know would always tell me that they were, you know, stone, they would go to Stone Mountain and because it's like, it's it's a rec like it's kind of like a recreational area. Uh, people go there. People walk the mountain. They have a trail. You can walk up to the top of the mountain, look over the mountain, and now they have like a little mini amusement park and all type of stuff. So people used to go up there. The party have a good time. And they said it was always known there was a certain part of a stone mountain that you just didn't go to because that's where the clan guys would hang out and they run you up out of there. So allegedly, there was a threat that was going around. For the 4th of July, there was rumors that that people were saying that white supremacists were saying that they were going to just, you know, do like a purge on black people. And there was a, also a rumor that was going around. I, I'm saying they're rumors because I don't know them to be fact or not to be fact. I'll just know what I've heard just the way everybody else heard it. So there was rumors going around that the, K, the KKK had said that black people should not come to stone mountain on the 4th of july because they do a fireworks thing at stone mountain there is a confederate monument big confederate monument on the side of that um of the mountain and they'll i went was it last year year before i don't think it was the 4th of july i went but every so often they don't just do it on 4th of july every so often they'll it might just be on weekends or whatever, but they would have fireworks and like fireworks and not fireworks, a laser show out there. I was at the laser show. So if they have this big immaculate laser show on the side of the mountain and then they play like these old, um, I guess, battle songs or whatever. So they were saying that what for the 4th of July, lots of people, masses of people would go out there to watch the fireworks and the laser show and all that. The only time I tried to go, now that I remember, I'm thinking about it. The only time I tried to go on the 4th of July was when I first moved to the area. And we went, and I think it was supposed to start like 8 or 9. I think we headed up there probably like 7 or something. And the traffic was so far backed up, we ended up just turning around and going home. We didn't even go. But they allegedly had put out a statement saying that black people should not come to the Stone Mountain. Or, you know, it was going to be some smoke. So... The militia took it upon themselves to say, well, if it's, there's going to be smoke, we're going to bring the fire. And they came out and they lined up and they brought out their artillery and they marched the mountain. And, um, yeah, that was the reasoning behind that. And uh, I'm pretty sure people went out and bought more guns after that. So now your boy DeVille D.I. cannot find an AR to save his life. Hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on one. 
soon, but I'm, I can still keep it on me, though. Keep that in mind, dog. Don't, <laughs> don't think I'm lacking out here. Like my boys say, don't think I'm lacking out here. It's still on me. I just couldn't find the one that I wanted or anyone, for a matter of fact. So, hopefully, you know, things will get back to, well, not really even get back to normal. I don't even think things should go back to normal because we can't act like the normal was so great in the first place. So, hopefully, we'll come out with the new beginnings. We'll arise with new beginnings after this pandemic and then these all of the, the uprisings and all the social changes that is going on right now. You know, hopefully, soon we'll be deep in well into our new beginnings and we can all get on to our new normal thank y'all for tuning in to the vldi thoughts by the vldi podcast as always i love each and every last one of y'all make sure you go back and check out the previous episodes if you don't know you can go to facebook thoughts by the vldi the podcast page and i have all the recent episodes on the page matter of fact i have all the episodes links to the episodes on the page we also got the link tree link the link tree link what that does is when you click on that link tree link it opens up multiple platforms where you can listen to thoughts by the video because i know all of y'all don't have apple devices so you can just hit that link tree and it'll take you to my spotify it'll take you to my iheart radio it'll take you to my anchor radio those are all the ones that i've added links that i've added so far because your boy's kind of lazy but make sure y'all check out those episodes, especially the last episode. I had John Da Vinci, a guy from Bainbridge, Georgia, down there in Orlando. He has a hot single, the sequel, man. We got into some conspiracy theories and just talking about overall life going up in Georgia and the struggles that, um, you know, he's encountered and trying to make his break into the industry. And he's doing some numbers right now, man. So shout out to my boy, John Da Vinci. And uh, thank y'all for tuning in. And remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated because either way, you made a difference and I'm out.